Welcome to the monthly Three Edge View from the Edge for August 2022. I'm Fritz Foltz, Chief Investment Strategist here at Three Edge, joined here once again today by Eric Beagleisen, Director of Investment Research and Deputy Chief Investment Officer here at Three Edge Asset Management. As we do at the beginning of each month, Eric and I will provide our firm's most recent outlook for the global capital markets, which is based upon our proprietary research model. So let's get started. Uh, July, the Fed once again raised short-term interest rates by 70 basis points. This was for the second time in two months. But despite that, and the tightening of monetary policy by the Fed, equity markets rallied in July. S&P was up, up over 9% during the month. And the bond market also had a good month with the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury at one point falling to around 2.5% after reaching about 3.5% earlier in the year. The 10-year yield is now back to around 2.8%. In economic news, the most recent report on U.S. GDP showed that the U.S. economy declined for the second quarter in a row, prompting the debate as to whether the U.S. economy may already be in recession. However, whether the U.S. economy is officially in recession or not is actually determined in hindsight by the National Bureau of Economic Research. On Friday, the U.S. payrolls report, the jobs report for July, showed an increase of 528,000, which was more than double consensus estimates. And in addition, the unemployment rate to fell to 3.5%. The release of this report immediately bolstered the case for the Fed to increase short-term rates by another 75 basis point at its next meeting in September. And along with the jobs report signaling continued inflationary pressure, the most recent report from the Commerce Department showed that the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, otherwise known as the PCE, which is the basis for the Fed's inflation target, that rose by 1% last June, which was the fastest monthly increase since 2005, and it rose by almost 7% from the prior June. Recent reports on the economy and inflation remain consistent with our model research, which continues to indicate that the U.S. economy still faces the threat of stagflation. So with that background, let's get started. Let me bring Eric in here, and let's go over our asset class matrix chart and see what our model is telling us across the asset classes and what has changed since the prior month. So Eric, turn it over to you. Awesome. Thanks, Fritz. Yeah, so we see a little bit of activity here, but overall the general outlook is somewhat unchanged. That is our outlook on equities remains somewhat negative while we find pockets of value in fixed income and real assets as the threat of stagflation lives on, as you noted. And while we've moved U.S. equities up a notch, they're still negative and remain highly overvalued by our measure. Uh, developed Asia and China moved down to the most negative spot, and credit gets bumped up one notch, though still negative. So no, no major changes there anyway. But let, So let's focus in greater detail on a few of these asset classes. And I think people are always interested to know what our outlook is for the U.S. equity market, which did have a pretty good rally there in July. So what is the model telling us at this point in terms of the U.S. equity market? Yeah, well, as you already noted, uh, U.S. equities, as measured by the S&P 500, rallied over 9% in July, with the NASDAQ 100, that's an index of technology and growth companies, up over 12% for the month. Names like Tesla, Apple, Amazon, NVIDIA all rose above, rose by more than 15%. 
you know, all that said, our model, our recent model research uh, suggests that the U.S. economy still faces the threat of stagflation that we've been talking about. And as noted earlier, U.S. equities remain significantly overvalued by our measure. We're also seeing other factors weighing negatively on the attractiveness of U.S. equities, including the flattening of the U.S. Treasury yield curve that we measure, widening of uh, credit spreads in the corporate bond market, uh, and elevated risk of more persistent inflationary pressures uh, in the U.S. economy. So. Um, you know, however, I guess the caveat to that and why it's bumped up, the chance of a bear market rally to continue helps, you know, bump up the U.S. Uh, to that lower negative slot. Excellent. So I'm going to, as since the model is still fairly negative on equities, I think we can leave those. And and I think, um, you know, the, what I mentioned at the beginning uh, of this video is this idea that despite the rally in equities in July, as we head into August, our research still indicates the real threat of stagflation in the future. And so we're continuing to focus on investments that could outperform in that stagflationary environment. So maybe it would be interesting if we look at sort of across those asset classes um, that could hold up or, you know, that we might emphasize as we evaluate the threat of a stagflationary environment. So I guess you'd cut across fixed income real assets and, 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 and cover all of those together. That might be a good way to, to handle it. Right, sure. So in a stagflationary environment, you know, that's an environment marked by higher than normal levels of inflation alongside low, negative, or decreasing levels of economic growth. We find TIPS or US Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, uh, lower duration treasuries, gold and commodities, particularly agriculture and energy commodities, to be favorable assets. So TIPS benefit in a higher than expected inflationary environment as the periodic fixed coupon payment increases as the principal value of the bond is adjusted upward by the prevailing CPI print. You know, we favor lower duration treasuries like T-bills and treasury floating rate securities as the risk of uh, rising rates remains, which you know would hurt the principal value of longer duration fixed income instruments. Uh, though the potential for a growth slowdown and credit contraction favor short-term government instruments. Uh, gold typically benefits from a decrease in real yields, which we've seen recently. Uh, in addition, gold may act as a longer-term inflation hedge and a safe haven from uh, continued geopolitical conflict. And commodities, broadly speaking, um, you know, but specifically agriculture and energy-focused commodities tend to have perform well in this type of late growth cycle. They benefit from rising inflationary pressures, from both increased demand, but more importantly, from supply constraints, which we're seeing likely due to a, com a confluence of, of factors, including China's COVID lockdowns, uh, which don't seem to be uh, going away anytime soon, port, port, general port issues, lack of workers across a variety of industries, the war in Ukraine, among others. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can we circle back to tips again, just real quick? So just as an example, if the CPI print is 9.1%, then as a holder of tips, you're going to get your principal increase will, will be that 9.1%, correct? That's right. There's going to be a real yield component plus the inflate the CPI print that gets added on top of that. So it's got the uh, the CPI or the uh, the tips uh, focused ETFs that we use have, you know, very attractive yields on them at this point. Absolutely. And I think the other thing I guess I would just mention in in terms of the commodities market, which you did mention, you know, if you get into an environment where maybe you the the global economy slows, 
it's also just helpful if you're in food and energy. Well, people need food and energy. You know, they're going to continue to uh, to buy those natural uh, resources. So those should uh, hold up well. So thank you. That's great. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, your insight into how we're positioned and what our outlook for the markets is. That will do it for Eric and me. But we will be back again in early September, the next edition of Three Edge View from the Edge. Now, if you want a printable copy of the full Three Edge View from the Edge newsletter for August, you will find the print version on our website, which is threeedgeam.com. And our entire library of video content is always available on our Three Edge YouTube channel. All of our videos and commentaries also on our website. And again, threeedgeam.com. So on behalf of Eric and everyone here at Three Edge, Thanks for listening. This commentary and analysis is intended for information purposes only. The commentary does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities. The opinions expressed in view from the edge are those of Mr. Foltz and Mr. Beagleisen and are subject to change without notice in reaction to shifting market conditions. It is not intended to provide personal investment advice and does not take into account the unique investment objectives and financial situation of the listener. Investors should only seek investment advice from their individual financial advisor. The observations included here contain information from sources that 3Edge believes to be reliable, but the accuracy of such information cannot be guaranteed. Investments including common stocks, fixed income, commodities, and ETFs involve a risk of loss that investors should be prepared to bear.